Hope everyone had a great holiday weekend. Back to normal, back to normalcy. It's Monday. It's Margarita Monday. And welcome to Who's to Blame, the podcast, episode 352, brought to you by The Weed Squad. Go to theweedsquad.com for more information. Check out their holiday specials and just check them out on social media, if you will. Also stop by their location at 8088 Watson Road, as well as NextCore. Go to thenextcore.com for more information, as this could be your next home or next layover at a co-working space or networking space or podcast center. Check it out. Check out all the amenities that they have to offer for you. Go to thenextcore.com. Did anyone see Santa this weekend? And Santa was in downtown Bell Vegas, looking spectacular and jolly as you would like him to be. But downtown Belleville has a lot to offer, not just during the holiday season, but since we're there, stop on by some of the locations throughout Belleville, as well as comic, Cosmic Comics and Collectibles, located at 132 West Main, as well as Seven Bar and Seven Sushi Bar. Margarita's on Main. It's Monday. Great day and great time to start out for Margarita this wonderful Monday afternoon, as well as Tavern on Main, Rogers Place, and as well as the Office Lounge. R&R Services, 618-257-8600. But Santa Claus definitely came to town this past weekend in downtown Bell Vegas. And I saw the kids out playing in downtown St. Louis as well as historic Soulard at Game 6 Honky Tonk Joint. I saw the people doing some foot-stomping music down there. In historic Soulard, you had Great Grizzly Bear, The Wood Shack, 9th Street Deli at Howard's. In Hammerstones were my buddy and your buddy, Steve Reeb was playing up a storm this past weekend. Check him out on social media. You can find out his holiday playlist as well. But my man, Steve Reeve, is always, always showing folks a great time. You've never heard him play. His listening pleasure is not just for you, but for the entire family. My man, Steve Reeve. Well, also over the weekend and holiday weekend, Thursday, we had football as well, and also my great child my grandchild came into the world grandson jason is here again thank you all for the congratulatories and the high fives and the likes on social media as we put the picture up there but the game must go on and so did football football did go on on the college football circuit as well as the nfl but before we get into that we say congratulations to public high school champion Roosevelt High School in St. Louis, congratulations to you. Congratulations on your football season. Great job. As well as on the ill side, East St. Louis. Congratulations to the East St. Louis Flyers as well as they attained their ninth title in football. Wow. So congratulations to Roosevelt High School as well as East St. Louis as well. Well, I guess in college football, this could be labeled several things. Rivalry weekend, the last regular season, or if you were paying attention to college football since Thursday, I'm going to label this one as emotional distracted players weekend. There were some high emotions going on in college football, 
high emotion. You had players urinating, pretending to urinate like a dog. You had that going. You had another player grab another player by the face mask and sling him. That went on. And you also had some punches thrown on the field as well. On the sideline, with the fans, in the locker room, the opposing team, just an ugly look of college football, a sport that I love. But that's what I guess they want us to get out of rivalry weekend. Not the fact of the history of these two teams may have shared on the football field. Not the history that these schools may have played with each other. Not the history of the family tree that has possibly went through these colleges and universities. But the fact, the ugliness of the game that we were trying to be distracted by. But other than the bigger picture of trying to figure out and settle down on this bowl eligibility list, as well as the college playoff tree. Who's in, who's out, as Tuesday will be the big day. But I think by now we've pretty much got it under our mind who's in the playoff hunt and who's not. But it still did not let down for the great college football that we saw this past weekend. And before we get into that, if you're heading out to the Blues game this week or out and about in downtown or the Soulard area and want some transportation, you can reach out to Ballpark Shuttle STL 314-722-6000. Eight, eight, and the guys will take care of you. It's a very simple process. Call or text where you're at and how many people and where you're going, and they'll pick you up that easy. Free ride just for a tip. That's what she said. And also for the holiday session in Austin, Texas, as well as Kirkwood, Missouri, Central West End and downtown St. Louis, you can reach out to Electric Cab of North America and find out their holiday schedule as well. But on to the college football games that take place, that took place on Saturday. We had some highs and lows. We had some oohs and ahs. I don't think nothing brought satisfaction to me. Not the simple fact that they lost. It's the simple fact of the press conference. His press conferences made him a little bit more of a stitch. That's his thing in a press conference. If you're a veteran, media person, or if you're new to this, when you approach Nick Zabin, you better bring some football IQ IQ, and some professionalism to the table. Road tide, I don't think that happened. Bama rolls down in one hell of a game at the Iron Bowl against Auburn, hashtag War Eagle. As I mentioned On Friday's podcast, my good buddy who does the college football pregame show with me, Hot Tub Dave was down there at this game. And he went to all the historical places down there. Even though he's a Florida State Seminoles fan, he still gets out and supports college football. You can play referee if you want. You can play the game. Maybe BSCC and College Football America is tired of Nick Zabin and his antics. Can you legitimately get a playoff in one second in college football? Was the referees making a big deal of this? Were they trying to make it about them, not getting Nick Zabin involved into this game? Or did Nick Zabin have a legitimate beef before halftime? Either way, it was a well-played game. I'm not taking nothing away from Bama on its two losses this year and its loss in the national championship game. So that's what 120-plus points in three games. That Alabama 
and Nick Zabin have given up on the defensive side of the ball. Because Nick Zabin is a defensive guy. That's his thing, that Alabama defense. That's what we talk about, seeing large men run that fast on the defensive side of the ball. That front five, front six, front seven is damn fast with Alabama. But something went wrong for his game prep, game preparation, or mentality, or mental toughness. These last three losses that we've seen Bama get has been unreal. Something we've never seen before. It's not taking nothing away from Alabama and the Crimson Tide. But maybe there's more of a challenging approach coming Zabin's way, meaning his antics, his coaching method is a little bit outdated. And there's a young guru on the, on the rise as this new football is approaching the collegiate level as well as the NFL level. But Bama rolled down, and I don't have uh, <laughs> anything uh, bad to say about the game at all. It was a great, well-played game. Again, it was rivalry weekend. Anything could happen. Any These guys know each other in and out. They've shared stories with parents, relatives, neighbors, former players, former coaches. They shared all this information about knowing each other's school. Then you head on over to Oklahoma. With Jalen Hurts, Jalen will get. That young man has done a transition unlike anything other. Not just leaving Alabama under the situation that he left Alabama, changing the hairstyle, changing his whole demeanor, changing his focus, his message to himself. He is being quiet. He's not listening to the noise outside of his head. But Jalen did a run, a pass, and a catching touchdown on Saturday. Jalen Hurts. Clemson. I haven't seen Clemson play a game this year. I've watched highlights. I've watched a couple of plays. I may have watched a series, but I have not watched an entire Clemson game. I'm waiting. I'm going to wait my turn. But damn, Clemson, they beat the hell out of South Carolina. You know, I thought South Carolina was possibly going to play some video footage when Lou Holtz got the coaching job, bring in some old players to kind of talk about what it feels like to be part of a winning program, or be a part of a program where no one thinks that you can go in here and play a competitive game against an incoming opponent. Well, it didn't go that damn way. It didn't go that way at all. My Gators sent me out on top. It could be an orange bowl in our future, maybe playing Virginia Tech or Virginia somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. I think Virginia possibly could end up playing on the outside looking in, but I'm proud of my Gators, what we did. I'm proud of what we did this SEC season. I'm very proud. We can, we still have work to do. There's room for improvement, a lot of room for improvement. But my Gators, I'm proud of the victory that we had on senior day. My Florida Gators as we beat Florida State. You hear that hot tub, Dave? We beat Florida State handedly. Michigan and Captain Khaki Pants, you had one damn job. I think when Jim Harbaugh got the job at Michigan, Hey, we're glad you're a part of the program when you were here as a student athlete. We're glad that you took your Michigan breed and took it to the NFL and did a phenomenal job. And now you're coming back as a teach back to be a part of the Michigan Wolverines football coaching staff as a head coach. I consider this to be honorable. 
Coach Harbaugh. But you only have one job here. You only have one job is being the coach here at Michigan. We don't care about nothing else, but you must beat the Ohio State University. We will give you four chances to beat them. If you do not beat them, we must sit down and talk about your future. You think that's how it went? I'm thinking with a program that historic is Michigan and Harbaugh resume, the way it is and where it has been and what we've seen and what we don't know. But somehow the culture around this game and this buildup is not as hyped as it should be. Maybe Juwan Howard should have bought the Michigan basketball team out there and talked to him. Let me show you how to pump up the crowd, the people, and the team, Captain Khaki Pants. But Michigan let us down. So we're on the wait again. We're on the wait again for Michigan to beat the Ohio State. Well, damn it, it's not going to happen now. Minnesota let us down. Oh, PJ, I had so much hope and premise for you. But when you lose focus, things like that happen. And damn you, Utah. I haven't seen Utah play a college football game yet. But they won their ass off on Saturday. I'm looking forward to what could possibly be the college matchup for Utah. They sustained their playoff tree ranking. And I think so far, so good. Congratulations to my man, Herm Edwards, Arizona State. Handled business. Handled business. I kind of like when her member says, you know, I, I don't worry about what happened yesterday. There's nothing I can do about yesterday. I can't worry about what happened in the first quarter. We're talking about the end of the game right now. This is the end of the game. This is the postseason. This is the post-game press conference. First quarter over with. I can't do nothing but build on what I already know. I like that about her members. If more coaches thought that way out loud to their players, I guarantee you the players will come back to the coaches for that learning curve. When a coach op opens up to you like that, that opens up for you to be like, you know what? Okay. If coach said, if yesterday is over with, let's go focus forward. I'm with you, coach. I'm with you. But congratulations to my man, Herm Edwards. Navy football team. In two weeks, we get ready for the Army-Navy game. Proud Navy veteran here. Proud Navy veteran here. Navy scored 56 damn points on Saturday. That's more points in 30 games against Army. <laughs> combined score. Combined score. But wow, what a fantastic Saturday in college football. And I did not watch this without noticing zebra stripes. Hashtag college referees. I noticed something about you guys on Saturday. That's missing in the NFL. You guys actually care about player safety. I saw a few referees stop the clock and talk to the coaches that didn't know they had a man down on the field instead of letting someone get a penalty. They were real descriptive in their calls, letting the guys on television know at home, as well as the audience in attendance on some of these calls over the weekend. And I was really appreciative of that. They seemed as though not all of them, not all of them, write that down. I said not all of them that I saw with this Thanksgiving break on a collegiate level of referees. But a few may deserve a look by the NFL. Maybe these guys are ready for the next level. Again, 
not all, but some. As some was uh, telling me on Saturday, some people, as well as the internet of that nature and television, that Saturday was small business Saturday. So I hope you got out to show your love for small business, as we used to call it back in the day, mom and pop. But small business makes a dent. It makes a difference in the community, whether you know it or not. If you're a small business owner or entrepreneur or a podcaster near, small business matters. And it means a lot when I can reach out to a local small business company and let them know how important they are, how needed they are, and what it means to have small business connections and see the support that they get wherever you live, whatever city or state you live in, support small business and support podcaster nears as well. Well, rivalry equals bad football sometimes, as we found out. And also, we also found out that it was senior day. It was pretty cool to see those kids get a chance to see their parents on their last day of playing football at a stadium they call home. It's their last home game. And it all comes together with some of these guys. It's really emotional, knowing the journey you've been through, not just on the game, in the game, and in the locker room, the classroom, what it took to get you at that college university, the people behind the scenes, outside of your parents, and inside of your family. There's all kind of ways to look at senior day. And some handled it very well, and some let their emotions show. Either way, I'm proud of you kids, and what a hell of a senior day we got a chance to see. I like that, especially when all the whole family is there, the mama and the daddy, the aunt, the uncle, grandma, grandpa, and your girlfriend. I only saw one person with a 10-year-old kid. I swear to God, I swear to God's kid was 10. If you in college and Saturday was your senior day and you have a 10-year-old kid, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. <laughs> And LSU and Ed Ogeron, hopefully he's in the water boy too. As LSU let their quarterback put the Louisiana spelling of his last name on the back of his jersey. Well, in football, when you get to put names on the back of the jersey and it works in your favor if you win in the game, hats off to you. Hats off to you. <laughs> also on Harry Metwoods, I'm, I'm really on him what he said yesterday. He made a very, very great point on Saturday night after the game. Success comes too easy for young people. They quit not knowing how to handle it. They don't know how to handle success, and it comes so easy to them. That's why when teams have that big win, when they have a big victory, whether it's comfort behind or beating a ranked school or beating someone that was not on the checklist, you went outside of the boundaries. He said it on that level. Young people don't know how to handle that. And it, and it comes so quick and it goes so fast. It goes so fast, but they don't know how to handle it. And he's trying to prepare these young men coming in on how to handle situations like that but i pointed that out over the entire weekend as i was watching college football but i enjoyed it i really did i can't believe the college football season went that damn fast it went that 
fast. It seems as though the college football season just started. At least to me, it does. <laughs> At least to me, it does. On to the NFL on Sunday. Wow, the NFL on Sunday. <laughs> Sam Fran at Baltimore. I think Baltimore proved something to me that I kind of overlooked. They can play in any type of weather. It's not what Lamarkable Jackson can do. They can run the ball. They can pass the ball. They have defense. They have a special team. They're going to be very, very dangerous to watch throughout the rest of the season and in the postseason as well. Not saying they're going undefeated all the way to the Super Bowl and win the thing, but if they did, that would be a Sports Illustrated cover piece, I guarantee you right there. I've said this before about who I feel the coach of the year should be, Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe Freddie Kitchens is an idiot. Maybe he's an idiot. And the reason I say this, for one, there are a lot of people on this planet who let their wives and kids dictate their life. Their whole life. Not saying it's a bad thing, not saying it's a good thing. But at some point, you are the parent, you are the grown person. You don't let your kids convince you to put on the shirt to wake up the next team. If you have not heard or didn't know, Freddie Kitchens wore a shirt to the movie theaters and said, Pittsburgh started it first. If you don't know what happened with the helmet incident with Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph, Google it. YouTube it. You catch up. We're not catching up here on the show. We're up to speed with this thing. And he takes a fan, takes a picture with a fan in the movie theater. Of course it's going to go to social media. He tried to cover the jacket up. Come on, Freddie. Come on. Everything was fine until it broke news that you were wearing that shirt. The violence didn't go as bad as it did the last time they played. The jaw jabbing was still there. Bad play calling by the Cleveland Browns. Bad coaching by the Cleveland Browns. I just don't understand how you make it that far. In coaching, you make it all the way to the NFL in coaching, all the way to the NFL, the cream of the crop, not the team, but the job. You've made it. You have a job in the NFL as a head coach. And these are the plays that you're allowing to go in. Someone has the NFL network out there. Someone out there in America is going to watch that game over again. Cleveland, Pittsburgh say the same damn thing. Freddie Kitchen should be fired. And Mike Tomlin is coach of the year. This man can find a quarterback anywhere. He believes in that defense and what the defense can do, and he can guide a couch potato on how to win the game. Doesn't say about how many points or how you win the game. All they say is win the game, get a W. But, Mike Tomlin, you definitely have my damn vote for coach of the year. And the Steelers won't go away either. You you thought the Steelers were out of there when Big Ben went down. Then you thought they were down when the backup went down. Then you thought they were down when Mason Rudolph got hurt. Then you thought they were down when the other quarterback didn't work out. (laughs) But Mike Tomlin still finds a way to do something right for this team. Oh, Philly, what happened? What's going on with Philly and Dallas? Are 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 they on this together? Are both owners of the Eagles and the Cowboys got a side bet going on on point differential when it comes between the two? Or is it a side bet on the NFC East? 
or is it a side bet on these two playing a head-to-head game where the winner goes in the playoffs? I've seen some bad football in my days, but the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles have been eating the same type of crow. I'm not believing in either one of these teams anymore. I thought Dallas had the recipe, the ingredients, and had a quarterback and a coach who could read the ingredients and the recipe and get this meal pop properly prepared. But, oh, no, there's something deeper in this going on in Big D. Philly, Pennsylvania, was it the new haircut? The secondary let you down? Play calling is a muck? What, what is going on with those two franchises? Please, please, please. And I told you, the Carolina Panthers don't have much wiggle room. New owner, Cam Newton fiasco, and Ron Rivera and his no-nonsense defense. What, what's going on here? You said you found the guy with your quarterback, Kyle Allen. You had a number one contender at running back in Christian McCaffrey. You have receivers that can get down the field. But something's missing. I can't figure this Panther team out. But as I said, the owner may want his money back. When you lose to the Skins, what at home, in Carolina, come on now. That's up there with the Indianapolis football coats in Tennessee game. Now, Adam Venturari, Adam Venturari looks uh, like he's in a Brill Cream Dockers commercial from 1985. The man has missed extra points. Block kits. That's not the Adam Vin- Vinatieri that we know. OLD has kicked in for him big time. He doesn't care about football, putting his team in jeopardy. Not saying Jacoby Brissett played the best QB game of his life. And Henry is running like a beast. He's running like John the Beast Mugabe if he was a football player. But he is not. He is not. But that's what I saw right there. So I guess we're going to put it like this. It's time to show off your backup quarterback and the rest of your players. It's time to show them off right now. Let's show them all off right now. Let me see what you got. You show me your hand. i let you see mine. But one of those ways in situations, we're going to see it all. We're going to see Minshew again this week. As we saw Drew Locke yesterday for the Denver Broncos, crazy game against the Chargers, crazy game. But we're going to see players that we forgot they drafted. Like maybe the Panthers could put in my boy at quarterback from West Virginia. Put him on in the game. Put him on in there. Put Will Greer in the game. Let me see his progression. Let me see his his progression. Please. Please. And maybe that is what the Raiders needed. A little, little bit of reality hit him in the ass right there. Good for the Raiders. Congratulations to Drew Locke and McManus. As we beat the Chargers yesterday, but the Chargers, eight losses by seven or less. That, that's not what the Chargers stand up for. I, I, I don't think. I don't think. In the night capper last night, you have T12. T12. Terrific time. And England Patriots played the Houston Texans last night. And T12 does not look happy. 
the weekend of press conferences between Nick Zabin, Carson Wentz, Jerry Jones. Who else can we put on the list? And Bill Belichick. Those are four press conferences right there. It'll be really, really a lot to take in and understand and appreciate from the world of football. That's what we have college football style and NFL style on what we observed over the weekend is anger control and management had taken the front seat in college football over the weekend. We're starting to see the shadows and the scenes of this new football regime that's coming the NFL way. Well, damn it, I think it's here. Don't forget, you can reach out to the show at moredremontez at gmail.com. And as my great-grandpappy always told me, if you think you're too small to make an impact, try spending the night in a room full of mosquitoes. You guys enjoy the rest of your day and enjoy this amazing Monday. And thank you again for tuning into the show. Enjoy.